Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, there is no Lakers basketball, but there was basketball and I enjoyed it. So I'm going to have some thoughts on that. First thought, boy, the Lakers would have gotten their ass kicked in that game. Uh, they would not have participated in that one because they are they would have been playing in the uh, 9-10 game. But against either of these teams, if the Lakers were to win that 9-10 game, they were going to get trounced. They were not on the level of either of these teams in terms of of you know identity, talent, um, and give a bleep. And that's actually my number my 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 kind of macro takeaway in watching especially the Wolves celebrate that game. But just one more time, the Lakers would have got fucked up. <laughs> so the Wolves win their game. Patrick Beverly uh, wins his championship. And afterward, you know, you, there, there's the, the incredible meme now of him crying, walking off of the floor. There's the somehow better meme of Carl Anthony Towns hugging Jordan Woods after a game in which he was actively detrimental to the Wolves' chances of winning this one. Um, and and then, you know, it just kind of carries on from there. Patrick Beverly jumps up on the scorer's table, throws his jersey into the crowd. Um, and, and look, like, I think there's room for everybody here. I personally chuckled at how hard everybody was celebrating that that the what TNT did with it playing we are the champions as they celebrated was hilarious <laughs> i was i was laughing in my living room um by myself it was just it was it was hilarious and then you know also look we watched the lakers not give a shit the entirety of the season right we watched the lakers team we begged the Lakers to care about anything as much as the Wolves cared about this game. So I'm also not going to sit here and and drag the Wolves for caring like that. Like I, I think there's room for the jokes. I think there's room for the snark. And I think there's also plenty of room for the celebration. Minnesota as a sports city. Um, look, I'm a Vikings fan. Minnesota as a sports city is brutal. It is brutal to, to root for all of those teams. Uh, the Twins last year had a disappointing playoff run of their own. The Wolves haven't been in the playoffs in what feels like forever. Only the Kings. Uh, it's a good thing the Kings exist, right? Because the Wolves would have uh, would be that team everybody kind of points to as like, yeesh. Um, and, then, and then, you know, obviously the Vikings, like they just, they're really, really good at kicking their fans directly in the nuts as evidenced by Kirk Cousins latest extension so the city of Minnesota dude fire away get hammered tonight celebrate this was essentially your championship compared to the amount of success that you guys have enjoyed uh to this point now does that mean that like that should raise your expectations for next year absolutely but for the players who were involved in this one and the fans who rooted for those players have your fun. Anthony Edwards said after the game, everybody was afraid to guard him. Talk your shit. That was incredible. It was a really, really fun game. Really back and forth. It was fantastic. Um, and 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 again, like you know, I, as I say all of that, of course Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, and Kenny Smith, given their resumes, are going to look at that and say like. 
hey, you guys realize you, you, you just got to the seven seed, right? And and I didn't think it was I, I didn't think it was mean. I didn't think it was disrespectful. I thought they were just kind of like having fun with the moment because you know, like look, uh, we all have moments where we get too you know maybe more excited than the moment calls for. And we act a fool over something that, like, nobody quite understands why it means so much to you. Um, and, and, like, your friends can be happy for you in that moment, but also kind of laugh at your reaction to the moment. Like, the, all of that is, is perfectly fine. I thought, I thought all around, for the most part, last night, everything was perfectly fine. If not really, really fun. I, 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 from start to finish, those two playing games were great. Um, now, is it worth the issues that it has raised over the course of the season where you have older teams just not care about the regular season really anymore because they feel like they can just get into the play-in and win anyway? Uh, but, but look, that's a conversation for another day. I am here to just say uh, how refreshing it was to see a team in Minnesota care as much about a game as they did in last night's and and given the season that Lakers fans just went through and given the season that we just watched with the Lakers, watching a team care is not something I'm going to drag. And also we get to laugh at the Clippers, which always fun. In terms of actual Lakers news slash rumors, uh, the latest name to arrive on the list of candidates for the Lakers is Mark Jackson. Uh, Sam Amick of The Athletic wrote an article um, in which he said that LeBron would be, quote, enthused about Mark Jackson potentially coaching the Lakers. Uh, that was enough to launch Jackson all the way up the betting odds to now he is the odds-on favorite to be the next coach of the Lakers. Um, look, I I have my own issues with Mark Jackson as a coach. I have my own issues with Mark Jackson's uh, stances on a variety of issues. I... I think the combination of those two things, especially the stances stuff, like, look, he was, he was like openly homophobic and maybe he has learned, um, maybe he is, his, his changed his tune. Uh, but given how we know Jeannie feels about a variety of things, just like it was the first time the Lakers more, more recently had a coaching vacancy and Mark Jackson's name came up. Um, I am pretty willing to just kind of write it off. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's different now that things didn't go as well at the end for Frank and they might be looking and in, in a different kind of direction, bringing a different kind of coach or a different kind of voice. Uh, but there are other candidates who you could say that about who don't have that background. And I know Jeannie really cares about that stuff. So um, we'll see. As far as him as a coach and his X's and O's, he was he ran an antiquated system a decade ago, and the NBA has only evolved further. And just based on the way that he calls games and his comments as he calls games, it doesn't seem like he has evolved much to keep up with the game. And therefore, he is way far down my list of coaches who I think make sense in a basketball sense. Uh, so right now, so far, Nick Nurse's name has come up. Quinn Snyder's name has come up. Juwan Howard, Doc Rivers, now Mark Jackson. Uh, and I think there are going to be names that get added to this 
over the course of the Lakers process in, in finding a new coach. Um, and as that comes to fruition, we'll be here to explain what to look at with all of those potential candidates. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you guys check out uh, the, the Taco Tuesday guys talking more in depth about Mark Jackson and the other lists or the other names on the list of potential candidates for the Lakers coaching hire. Um, I also hosted a Spaces in which we dove pretty deep, actually, into Russell Westbrook's comments and why they kind of perfectly encapsulate everything that I, I, I take issue with in terms of his approach to the game of basketball. We also talked about those co- coaching candidates as well as potential trade uh, deals that the Lakers might be looking at if they are or when they, they try to move Russell Westbrook. So a lot of great stuff on this uh, feed on silverscreenroll.com. Make sure you check out Darius Soriano's uh, article on Russell Westbrook and what he thinks is fair or not fair to hold against Rust last season, um, as well as everybody else's on staff's uh, thoughts on, on the exit interview process and the quotes that they heard and the things that they wanted to break down in their own words as well. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.